We are here at the Axelar Interop Summit, and we are going to talk to Sonny Augerwald, who, when I hear the word interoperability, I definitely think Sonny, he's been in the Cosmos ecosystem since Cosmos was born, uh, so he is the king of interoperability if he accepts that title. So we're gonna go talk to Sonny right after we talk to some of these fantastic sponsors that make this show possible. Bank of the Station, we are back at the Interop Summit, hosted by Axelar, and I'm here with Sonny Augerwald, and when I hear the word interoperability, I think of Sonny. How's it going, Sonny? I'm doing great. Are you uh, just vibing in uh, this conference that is really custom built for you to vibe in? Yes, it is. I'm getting to spread the word. Yeah. So uh, tell me about, as somebody who is largely inside of the EVM world, what is the new meta in the interop world? Uh, the new meta, um, well, Axelar is definitely helping bridge the EVM and mm -hmm. IBC worlds. Or there are new stuff that they're building. It helps you like send messages between EVM chains to Cosmos SDK chains very seamlessly. So. Really excited about that that coming about. What, what I've understood with Axelar, and I've only really learned about it in this last like 24 hours, is that it is like the cosmos between cosmos and Ethereum. Yep. Is that a fair like metaphor? Yeah, that's that's right. It's it's a cosmos SDK built app chain mm -hmm. that lets. It's a bridge app chain, basically. So okay. you know you have like many bridges. They're all like multi-sig based and stuff. Mm -hmm. Whether it's wormhole multi-chain, uh, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, well, actually is similar, but instead of being a multi-sig, it's a proof-of-stake based bridging solution. Okay, so how is that different from other things like ThorChain, for example, like there are, or like REN protocol? Yeah. There's a bunch of other proof-of-stake middleware chains. Is Axelar really all that different from all those? So ThorChain, uh, it uses similar technology to ThorChain, mm -hmm. but ThorChain is like, it doesn't let you do bridging. It mm -hmm. only lets you use their bridges for ThorChain swaps. Okay. And this is part of their whole security model where they don't want you to use it to bridge stuff, right? And that's cool technology, but you know we can't use it with Osmosis, right? Sure. You can think of it almost like Osmosis plus Axlar equals ThorChain. Okay. And so we've sort of fragmented these two things out. We were like, hey, at Osmosis, should we be building our own bridges? And we looked at all the bridge hacks that were happening, we're like, that is a responsibility and risk that we don't want to take on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Let's find a team that is like really solid and understands this stuff really well. And that's we went through this whole decentralized bridge bake-off process mm -hmm. and we kind of came to the conclusion that Axlar is the team that has the best bridging tech in the entire space in our opinion. Okay, and how much of that opinion is shared by others? Is that your opinion or is that kind of the consensus and why there are so many big names here at, at the Axlar Interop event? Um, so I think like part of it is like this is like a generalized interop event, so a lot of people right. have been coming. But I think like Osmosis picking Axlar as our canonical bridge that helped like get them on the, the map, point, sure. and then yeah. basically every other Cosmos chain started using them as well. And now they're starting to be used by you know I think Polygon Supernets are planning on using them. Uh, they're a partner for the new base uh, rollup, mm -hmm. so I, I think they're starting to get more and more traction. What I really liked about them is they're like. They have a lot of functionality, both from the cool features and security functionality that I think other bridges just don't have right now. Okay, so just to really test my knowledge here, it is a Cosmos IBC chain, and it also, by the nature of what it is, can also connect to non-Cosmos IBC chains through its proof-of-stake consensus. Correct, cool. yes. So it uses um, a more traditional multi-sig style bridge system, not multi-sig, but like, right. you know, validator-controlled, um, like deposit system to talk to EVM chains. So they've connected to Ethereum, Avalanche, Polygon, Arbitrum, BSE, a couple mm -hmm. others, Phantom. 
Uh, but then to talk to Cosmos chains, it uses IBC. Okay. And what's really nice is that means for something like Osmosis to talk to Ethereum, we don't have to have our own bridge protocol. Right. We just talk IBC to Axlar, and Axlar acts like a translation layer for us to talk to EVM chains. Okay, so it's a translation layer. Is there is there a bridge risk here? So if, if, if Axlar is talking to Ethereum and Phantom and then also Cosmos, how much bridge risk is there present in the system? Yeah, so it is a... You know, you could call it like a custodial bridge, right? Yes. The Axlar validators, their proof of stake system is custodying the assets that are bridged right. from the EVM chain. So there is bridge risk. Um, part of the things that, I, like the security stuff that, you know, the Osmosis team, we worked with Axlar to design like things like rate limiting. So basically we have this system where like only 20% of the Axlar bridges TVL can be removed in a six hour period. Mm. And otherwise it, it triggers a circuit breaker. And this is the kind of stuff, you know, if you look at traditional finance systems, a lot of the security properties come from these circuit breaker style systems. Sure. And that's what we've been working with the Axlar team to like bring these security mechanisms. Um, and that's one of the things that, I don't know, I sleep better at night knowing that like, okay, even if there was some sort of bridge hack or something on Axlar, right. the, the, the losses are capped. Right, stop loss for, for bridge hacks, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, is the bridge that connects Axlar to Ethereum and Axlar the fan, to Phantom, those are two separate bridges, not one single bridge, correct? It's so there's not one central bridge that would collapse all the other bridges, right? Correct, but right. it is run by the same validator set. Right, yes, okay. Well, yeah, security by validator set, I feel like is a pretty known quantity. Yeah. It's that independent bridge from chain to chain that always seems to be the, the weak link in all these systems. Yeah. And so Axlar still kind of has to work around that kind of risk dependency, right? Right. Okay. And, and, and I, mean, I guess to talk to every EVM chain, it's using a similar implementation. Sure, right. So if there's a contract risk, you can imagine that same contract right. risk probably exists on multiple sure. chains. So, but then Axlar is working on non-EVM bridges as well. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what they were announcing at this event was like basically building an SDK that allows more people to build pluggable bridges into Axelar. Okay, moving on from Axelar, because I know you're actually more of a Cosmos guy just speaking on yeah. Axelar's behalf. Uh, what's going on in the Cosmos ecosystem? What are people really excited about? Uh, what's, the, what's the meta there? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing of the last one month probably is the Mars launch. Mm. So Mars is a lending app chain, um, and they just sort of launched recently. And so, you know, in Cosmos, there have been a couple lending applications, but none sure. of them had, had real product market fit yet until like Mars launch and they hit their, you know, they have these borrow caps uh, for security reasons. Sure. And I think they hit their borrow caps within three hours of launch. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're slowly up, up in that. But like, you know, so far in Cosmos, we've had a lot of DEXs, obviously Cosmos, right. Cosmos is the biggest one, but lending mm -hmm. and borrowing and margin trading is sort of the next big DeFi use case that needs to come. And uh, we've been working very closely with the Mars team to enable that. And I, I'm really excited because like one of there's a lot of cool things that we're able to do with Mars because of how closely our teams are working together. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that makes like margin trading on Ethereum not as efficient as it could be is that the Aave protocol doesn't know about Uniswap. They act mm -hmm. as independent sure. protocols. Right. But in our case, the Osmosis DEX knows about the Mars protocol. The Mars protocol knows about the Osmosis DEX, and this allows us to do a lot of cool capital efficiency sort of things, a lot more efficient liquidations, mm -hmm. um, all sorts of cool stuff. And so, okay, so like the, these things can be like oracles for each other just because of the on-chain state that's passed between each app layer or app chain. Is that a, is that yeah. a feature that is unique to app chains? Um, it's not unique to app chains, it's unique to collaborating apps. Okay. Like, 
I love the nuance on that one. That was yeah, good. It's interesting what's like, so for example, yeah, Mars uses Osmosis TWAPs. Sure. It allows you to use Osmosis LP shares as collateral. Uh-huh. It's liquidations. Instead of doing an auction system similar to what Maker, Compound, Ave do, they actually execute against on-chain liquidity on Osmosis. Sure. Cool. Um, and the, the coolest thing is this thing called credit accounts, mm-hmm. where what you can do is you can borrow. And so, so in Ave today, right? Let's say to borrow $100 of USDC, you have to put down $150 right. of ETH. Right. In Mars, with the credit accounts, you can put down $50 of Atom as collateral, and you can borrow $100 of USDC. How is this possible? Isn't this under-collateralized? Right. The trick is that it's borrowed into a special credit smart contract account. Think of it like a smart contract wallet mm-hmm. that you're only allowed, all you can do with it is do certain margin trading ah. on certain pools, and the Mars protocol has the ability to liquidate right. from the credit out account directly. Right. right, and so you're, you're giving it into a custodial account that limits what you can do, but you still have more capital available to you. Yeah, That's smart cool. contract custodial, right? right? It's yes. like, it can only yes. pull from your account if a liquidation is triggered. Right. right, so you get to, it's under collateralized lending, but with constraints on what you can do with that. Exactly. That's this cool. is how margin trading works on centralized exchanges, right? Sure. If yeah. you have a margin account, you can't withdraw money off of the centralized right. exchange. Right. Right. That's that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So the, I, I heard a take recently that um, Cosmos is really DeFi focused, as in there's most of the innovation in the Cosmos land is, is DeFi. There's less gaming. There's less identity. How does that ring? How does that take ring true for you? And are there other? What are the other non-DeFi parts of Cosmos? Yeah. So I mean, obviously, I spend my time focusing on the DeFi sure. side of things, but there are uh, things going on. So Stargaze is like this NFT platform. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of. You know, we mentioned the Bad Kids. I think when I mentioned it on the Bankless episode, Star mm-hmm. Bad Kids had this like huge uptick in popularity mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. then. Um, and there's a couple of projects working on a lot of cool gaming stuff. So like, mm-hmm. uh, this is a project called Argus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, he was uh, a friend of mine. He was, he was one of the builders of Dark Forest, mm-hmm. and he realized that, like, hey, the Cosmos SDK actually gives us the ability to build a lot more powerful, like, mm-hmm. on-chain, fully on-chain gaming things. And so he's building this project called Argus that will enable a lot more, like, gaming app chains and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to see the initial uh, proliferation of other use cases as well. So how does, because of Cosmos of what it is, the whole, like, app chain mesh layer, in contrast, we have Ethereum with the central shared security. The Ethereum community, as a result, I call it kind of more cohered. And Cosmos is a little, what's like, what is the state of the broad set of the Cosmos app chains community? Are they like, is each community, is each app chain its own community? Is there one broad Cosmos community? Like, give us the topology of the Cosmos, like, social layer. Yeah, so there's definitely this, like, meta thing where it's like, people are often community members of specific popular app chains, like mm-hmm. Osmosis has its own community, Kujira, mm-hmm. which is another popular DEX, has its own community, Juno will have its own community. But then at the same time, we're all like citizens of the cosmos right. as a whole. And it's kind of like, you know, I'm a citizen of, you know, uh, I, I grew up in New Jersey, so I'm a New Jerseyan, but right. I'm also right. an American, right? And so it's just like, you, you kind of have both layers going on. Well, cool. and then suddenly- and so there's always a little bit of like, people are often like, oh, there's so much drama right. in cosmos, but like, I think people, it's a little bit overblown, actually, to be honest. Like, I think there's often a lot of drama within uh, Ethereum as well, right? You had Uniswap, SushiSwap fight, you had Compound Aave, you have, today now you have Optimism versus Arbitrum, right? And so you see similar things, but Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, everyone is still, like, very tied with this larger Cosmos 
region and community. Yeah, like sports teams are still all watching the same sport, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sonny, we got a lot of left in the East Denver Conference. It's just Tuesday, and we got, it goes all the way until uh, Saturday. What's left on your schedule? What's left on your itinerary? Uh, yeah, so uh, when tomorrow, really looking for checking out WalletCon. Just, uh, I don't know, just interested. I, I recently downloaded a new browser, uh, and I'm like, this is an opportunity to try out some new wallets. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been playing around with a bunch of different wallets and exploring, like, wow, there's so much cool stuff, innovation that's happening. So excited to go check that out. Thursday, there's like this shared security summit hosted mm-hmm. by Eigenlayer and sure. Babylon. Mm-hmm. So I'll be giving a talk there about mesh security cool. and how that's like the future of Cosmos secure, shared security. Um, and then on the weekend, I'll just be hacking at the at the hackathon. And uh, Sonny, could you walk us through your sweater, please? Uh, yeah, this is just our <laughs> Osmosis Christmas sweater. We did a <laughs> test batch run this year just uh-huh. for the you know core team uh, core development team. Um, I figured you know. Why wear a Christmas sweater only one month a year? I'm going to wear it in February. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, but I think, you know, we definitely want to figure out how to get these on-chain, something mm-hmm. more like Unisox sure. by, by next year. Sure. Sonny, thank you for always walking me through this uh, interoperability world, which, again, I, need, I definitely need a guide, and you are always a good one. So thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers.